Hello and welcome to Heroes Unmasked, staff stories from Leeds Teaching Hospital's NHS Trust with me, Caroline Verdon. Here's a question for you. What do world-class Mahjong players and professional footballers have to do with Leeds Teaching Hospitals? Answer? They all work for the hospitals. This series goes behind the scenes to meet directors, doctors, support staff and everyone in between to find out who the people behind the masks really are. Hello and welcome to the second episode in Series 2 of Heroes Unmasked. Today, we meet George Twig, who is a clinical trials coordinator at Leeds Clinical Research Facility. But during lockdown, whilst the rest of us were perhaps baking banana bread, he took it as an opportunity to learn how to play Mahjong and ended up in the World Championships. George, this is extraordinary. Um, How did it all come about? I know during lockdown, a lot of people picked up some uh, quirky hobbies because you had to find some way to occupy your time because you weren't allowed to uh, really go out or or do anything. And uh, in many cases, even go to the office to interact with other people. Um, I started playing a a video game called uh, Yakuza. um, And the series is set in the world of organized crime in Japan. Um, And the main story is uh, to do with very serious themes like power and brotherhood and, and violence. But the the rest of the content in the game is is very silly and there's a lot of uh, quite offbeat things you can do one of which is you can go to a mahjong parlor and you can play against the ai now when i buy a video game i like to get my money's worth out of it um because they're very expensive <laughs> nowadays or they can be uh, and so and there's a big long list of things you can do in the game and various achievements you can get and so i thought to myself okay, well, if I want to get 100% of the achievements in this game, I'm going to have to learn how to play Mahjong. Um, And uh, I didn't pick it up very well at first because the rules are fairly complex. And uh, But I I learned it to the extent that I was able to beat the AI opponent the number of times that it required you to do to get the achievement. And by that time, I played enough of the game that AI had a little bit of a knack for it. I developed some kind of skill and B, I thought to myself, I actually quite like doing this and wondered if there was any space to play it online against uh, actual human people, which as it turned out uh, that there was. Um, and from that, I I started playing quite regularly online against, uh, against various people. And um, towards the back end of last year, I um, found out that there was a um, international tournament um, an, an online one, not in person. There's not many in-person Mahjong games happening uh, even now at the moment. Um, and th- there was a tryout for a Great Britain team, which just consists of a little tournament. Uh, I think there were eight people in the tournament. And uh, I came third. I didn't actually do very well in the qualifier. Um, it was just that I was the best out of the people that finished below the top two who had a very amazing run of it. And so I qualified for the team as a kind of best of the rest. Um, and so I actually ended up representing Great Britain in that tournament um, uh, last November. We didn't do that well, unfortunately. We finished second bottom of the standings. We did at least beat Ireland. Um, but that was quite a thing I was uh, proud of having done, considering I'd only started playing the game a year prior to that. Um, I mean, it's it's quite... It's quite easy to have imposter syndrome when you are playing a game, uh, some of which is based on luck, and you are succeeding at it to that degree. Uh, but uh, even then, I th- I thought to myself, you know, at least twenty five percent of this is is my own skill. So that's uh, that's something to be proud of. <laughs> I mean, it looks like a really complicated game. I've never played it, but I've seen people playing it. It involves uh, different tiles, doesn't it, with different images on them? Yeah, there's uh, there's three suits of tiles. So 
quite similar to a deck of cards. And there's uh, tiles numbered from one to nine in each of those suits. There's tiles which represent the north, south, east, and west winds. And then there's tiles which, uh, there's tiles which represent uh, three different colors of dragon, uh, red, green, and white. And there's four of each of those, which makes a total of 136 tiles in the set overall. And the task of the player is to um, assemble a... A set of tiles, the four groups of three, either three consecutive numbers in the same suit or three tiles identical, and then a pair of two identical tiles. There's some exceptions um, to that in terms of what constitutes a winning hand, but most of them follow that. And each turn you you draw a tile and you discard a tile, and gradually you're trying to move your hand towards uh, one that will will win at which point you get an amount of points based on what's in the hand and that's all very complicated as well um and then you go round the uh the four of you so there's four players in the game of mahjong everyone has to go at being, being the dealer twice and at the end of it all you toss up the points and uh you know whoever wins wins whoever comes last comes last and then you uh rinse and repeat um it's it's it is complicated, and it's, uh, like I said before, it is quite luck-based. I would say if you're a really good Mahjong player, you will win maybe 30% of your hands, maybe okay, 33 wow. So you can never guarantee, okay, I'm, I'm going to win this hand, because no, no matter how good you are, because um, you, know, you might get some bad tiles that you can't even make into a winning hand, and one of your opponents, they might get some really good tiles. Um, but that, that's kind of, uh, it's kind of good in the sense that if I played some Mahjong professionals, there is a chance I could beat them. Um, I, it, whereas if I played chess against the world chess champion, then I, I do play chess to a decent standard, but there's obviously no way I could beat him. Uh, but on the other hand, sometimes you just lose to complete beginners and that can be kind of frustrating, <laughs> but, um, the, but that's what I like about the game. It's a sort of process of gradual improvement. You have, uh, real highs and you have uh, you have setbacks and it's all about just getting your standard up and getting your results up uh, over time uh, so that's kind of one of the things I like about it, is a gradual process of self-improvement I think lockdown's been really interesting hasn't it obviously um, it's had some huge negatives for so many people but there have mm. been some strange um, you know if you try and look on the bright side in different situations there have been some strange silver linings and picking up these hobbies that you perhaps would never have come across before um, is certainly one of them. But to have picked it up to the standard that you're then playing internationally is astounding. Yeah, it's good. And it's um, I've also become involved with the community playing it uh, in this country. I should specify it is the uh, it's the Japanese rule set of Mahjong. Uh, there's many different kind of rule sets for the game, which um, each country in uh in east asia tends to have their own rule set so there's um uh taiwanese rules singaporean rules hong kong rules uh, uh philippines rules malaysian rules um etc but there is a community centered specifically around the japanese rule set um in this country and there have there are in-person get uh, get togethers uh, generally under normal circumstances and so yeah not only is it a good way to um uh, to test yourself but it's also a good way to uh, a good way to meet people and particularly as the pandemic has meant that uh, it, it's quite easy to become isolated socially and that would be i mean just referring back to what you were saying about silver linings i would say um one of those if you know if we can uh, if we can say there were, are some uh, positives from the uh, from the lockdowns it is this um 
some people really finding a sense of uh, community, be it through uh, mutual aid groups or even just um, you know doing some shopping for a, a relative or friend who isn't able to uh, to leave the house. So I think in some cases, certainly not all, but in some cases, you have found a, a sense of community amongst uh, amongst people. And looking at taking up mahjong during lockdown, hmm. what do you feel that brought to you? I feel it brought to me it's well I think firstly the uh, the community that I mentioned earlier secondly I think it it brought to me uh, satisfaction in terms of uh in terms of developing your skills and thirdly I think um it it, it makes you engage it makes you engage your brain because I do like to be uh, even though like I say I I try to keep my work and my personal time completely separate i i do like to uh stimulate my brain in my in my free time and do things that are interesting interesting to me because i do tend to get bored quite easily and so doing something like that where you are exercising the parts of your brain to do with um well uh, mathematics uh, um you know in, just in terms of probability theory for instance uh you're exercising the sort of strategic part of your brain you're and you're having to make uh, decisions very fast because generally when you play online you've got about uh, between five and seven seconds to make each move not not an awful lot of time to think so yeah it, it, it does afford you the uh, experience in uh, thinking on your feet as well um so i think that's that's uh, what i've got out of it um, just uh, just in just in general really and are you surprised at how good you've become at it in such a short amount of time um fairly surprised yeah because um like 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 i said previously chess is something that i play to a uh, a, pr- a pretty good standard but um i have played games against uh, for example i've got a friend who is in the top 500 chess players in the country and when you play someone like that you realize just quite how much work it takes to get really really good at chess you have to memorize a, a, you know, a phenomenal amount of uh, of theory in terms of knowing what the different openings are and okay in this position this is this is the best move because um you know it was played in such and such a game 20 years ago and they did very well out of it uh, or you know the, the the chess computer says this is the best move i better memorize that apparently the top chess players have about 20,000 games uh, memorized and they'll have this encyclopedic knowledge of uh, of positions and strategies and stuff like that. As, as as I said prior, that seems to me to be something I don't want to get uh, too uh, ob- obsessed by. Um, and uh, so I have accepted to myself, um, okay, I'm never going to be that level of chess player. I can be good enough to beat you know the majority of people at it, but to get up to this um, you know national standard uh, is something I consider to be uh, beyond me uh, which is fine I've, I, I accepted that and I like playing chess casually um, so when I got into this I didn't for one second think oh I'm going to be able to uh, be competitive with some very very good and uh, experienced players in some in some cases um, people who have in the past played professionally and uh, to actually find that I was able to do that is um, something I was very pleasantly surprised by and something I, I'm not even I'm not even sure how it happened um, like I, I don't know why this particular game is is something that I I could pick up quickly and uh, and do well at um, and and chess wasn't. Um, I, I don't know why there are some similarities between the games. There's also some differences. So I'm not quite sure to tell you tell you the truth. It's been a very it's been a very nice surprise and it's um it's 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 a good conversation starter at the very least. And do you think you'll continue to play? Oh, absolutely! Yes, I mean, there's so many things that I've um, not um, I've not 
managed to accomplish within the game. Uh, for example, um, there is a physical uh, world championship as well, uh, not an online one, but one that uh, takes place in person. It's scheduled to uh, happened this year it takes place every three years or so again pandemics permitting um i would really like to uh, compete at one of those because um you'll be up against uh, some of the some of the very best players in the world um especially the top professional players from japan and that's the other thing i would love to go to a mahjong parlor in japan and see how i do there um testing well not only my ability at mahjong but also can i speak enough japanese to actually um to actually navigate this um, so yeah, I, I, I think this is, I've, I've not been playing it recently, uh, as much as I was, uh, last year. I've certainly not been playing every day as of late, just because I've wanted to pursue other interests. Uh, but it's a, it's, it's going to be a constant thing in my life. Uh, I think I've, I've not got, I've not got to that point where I've become, uh, discouraged with it because I had the attitude, okay, you'll, you'll get a real bad run of form sometimes. That's just the way the tiles fall. Yeah, so I, I, I'm definitely going to uh, continue playing. And you know, when I get to the point where I feel like, okay, I've maxed out my level, I've accomplished everything I want to in the game, you know what? I'll probably still keep playing some more. <laughs> I love that. Uh, George, listen, thank you so much for chatting to me. I can't wait to find out where your Mahjong career takes you next. Uh, coming up in next week's episode, we speak to Paul Carruthers, who is the lead nurse for the Gender Identity Development Service and Children's Endocrine Nurse Specialist Team at Leeds Teaching Hospitals NHS Trust. What a lot of people don't know about him, though, is that he and his husband are parents to two adopted children. He talks to us about the process of adoption and what it's like to parent a child who's got extra needs. Heroes Unmasked is an Under the Mast audio production.